Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. This title this week's revival is Watch Your Mouth. Amen. So this is a revival for this week. Um, something else I wanted to say. Uh, did y'all enjoy that three-day partial fast? Good. We got another one next month. All right. It was a little confusion with the time. Anytime after 7 p.m we start the fast, all right? So we have another partial fast coming up in June. And then uh, I believe another one in July. And then August, we're gonna do a 12 hour fast. Hallelujah. I tell you, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work up to it. And hopefully before the year is out, We'll do a 21-day juice fast. Hallelujah. Yes. 21-day juice fast. And then by, by this time next year, we'll be up to 40-day juice fast. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> but we're going to take baby steps, okay? We're going to take baby steps and get into where we need to be. We have a new uh, mailbox. Have anybody noticed the new mailbox? Yeah, praise God. At least somebody know about their church. Ain't that something? Come to church, don't know what's going on. And hallelujah. Yeah, we have a new mailbox. That mailbox, you can fit packages in there versus the little one we had. We just only mail. So, yeah, we got to put the numbers on it. And so we got a new, a new mailbox. And then next month also on Saturday, we'll, we will be having our beautification time. So we're going to come out here on Saturday and we're going to beautify the church, going to do some sweeping and some, uh, what you call it, uh, not landscaping. Yeah, landscaping and putting down mulch and just beautify the place. Have the, have the place look nice. That's sowing seeds when we do that. It's not just only finances, but sowing your time. and energy. So that's not until next month, beautification month. Beautify God's stuff. You take care of his stuff, he'll take care of your stuff. And if you don't take care of his stuff, then he won't take care of your stuff. And then the devil will get your stuff. Hey, man, that's how this thing works. There's no, 
voodoo to this thing or tricks. So I want God, I want to take care of his stuff. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, just go to the book of Haggai. And it talks about consider your ways, how you take care of your stuff, but you don't take care of God's stuff. So that's why when you get finances, it seems like you got holes in your pocket that it just goes right on out. And why? Because consider your ways. Maybe you haven't taken care of God's stuff. Amen. That's not the, that's a good message though. Take care of God's stuff. Amen. But that's not the message for today. All right. Hallelujah. Well, let's stand our feet and place our Bibles in our right hand. Hold them high above your head and repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I believe who it says I am. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. And it's proper for doctrine. For reproof. For correction, instruction, and righteousness and faith. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. This is everlasting. Uncompromising. Indestructible. Unmovable. Eternal word of God. Amen. You may be sitting. Yeah, I knew it was something uh we got the spiritual identity awareness series on the podcast for 13 weeks. So that's running. And um, I got two more weeks of life changing messages. And then the last Sunday, we have our tag team ministry. And then we'll pick up the spiritual warfare. I just want to forewarn you if you thought the spiritual identity awareness series was tough, this spiritual warfare series is. Yes. So have yourself ready and prepare for spiritual warfare. All right. We're going to talk about the spirit of offense. <laughs> the spirit of offense. We're living in a generational time where everybody gets offended. We're not so much concerned about the world and their offense, but we are focusing on the church. Jesus constantly told his disciples, don't be offended. Why is that? Because offense will shut down the anointing. Offense will stop the power of God for working in your life. So we need to look at what is offense how offense operates and how we can counterattack offense and keep offense out of our lives. We are not supposed to get offended. Now go to Luke 7, verse 23. Luke chapter 7, verse 23. And it reads, blessed is he now, we found out on Thursday night that we are blessed when we do good and we're faithful. 
we are blessed when we do good and we are faithful. So now we see here, blessed is he, that word blessed means empower to prosper, to be favored, to be envied, the power of God on our life. Blessed is he, whoso, whosoever shall not be offended in me. So you are blessed when you don't get offended in him. You need, to, you need to declare your life that offense stays out of your life. There should be no offense. Even though we're living in a time where everybody gets offended. But in the kingdom of God, offense doesn't live here anymore. Amen. I'm sorry. Yeah, we only stick with God's Bible, King James. I don't know what other kind of Bible you have, but uh, <laughs> King Jimmy. <laughs> King's Jimmy version. Hallelujah. Ah, Sister Autumn, you kind of took me out of the spirit there asking no questions. <laughs> I'm just, just not used to that, so. All right. <laughs> Let's do this again. Do you have King James? Okay. 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 I just want to let you know in this setting of church, there's no question and answering period. Okay. So if you have a question, look to your neighbor and say, where we at? Okay. Because if you don't ask the pastor. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let me get back in the spirit. All right, did I tell you Luke 7? Yeah, Luke 7, 23. It says, blessed is he whosoever should not be offended in me. So offense should not live in your life anymore. Amen. People can offend you, but you don't have a right to carry an offense. People can offend you, but you don't have a right to carry an offense. The Greek word for offense is the Greek word scandalon. Scandalon. When we get the English word scandal, all right, it uh, it also means it's a trigger in a trap. The trap itself is not uh, the offense, but it's the trigger. It's that thing that would trigger someone or some animal, whatever, to fall for it, to be caught in that trap. It also means to, to stumble. So offense will come. Offense will come on a daily basis. You will have great opportunity to be offended. Especially when you, if you come to church, you have an opportunity to get offended when I say something. All right? You can get offended. Something that the enemy 
will place a trigger that you'll fall for it, will catch you in a trap. That's what offense is. It's that same thing that the enemy uses every time to get you in a trap, to get you in the trap of offense, to get you in the trap of unforgiveness or whatever. It's that, it's that little trigger thing, all right? So people can offend you, but you don't have a right to carry an offense. A person that has an offended spirit, usually people that have offended spirit all the time walk around in offense is because they don't have a church or they don't have a pastor. Or they could have a church or they could have a pastor, but they're not submitting. Okay, so a person who walks around in offense who have an offended spirit, offended spirit is because they don't have a church or a pastor they submitted to. Why is that? Why you say that, Pastor? Because they are unteachable. A person who walks around offended, that is an, that is an unteachable person. They cannot be taught anything. A person who walks around offended all the time, they have a mindset that they know everything. Nobody can tell them nothing. That's why they have a offended spirit. They, they have not a teachable spirit. Jesus said when it comes to the kingdom of God, we should be like little children. We should come like a child. What is so significant about a child? Children have a teachable spirit. You can teach them anything. You can teach them something that is good, or you can teach them something that is bad, and they will absorb that teaching. So they have a teachable spirit. So people who are offended have the spirit of offense, they don't have a teachable spirit. They, nobody can tell them anything. And when you get to that, that's a dangerous point to be in your Christian walk. Because when nobody can tell you anything, we know that God is not talking to you. You're not hearing from God. All right? Because if you know anything about God, God will tell you stuff, will teach you things, will instruct you. When we just speak the word, our confession, that the word of God is for reproof, correct, instructions. But if you don't have a teachable spirit, you are very offended, then God will not be able to reprove, rebuke, correct, or instruct because you are offended. That little trigger it always sets you in that trap where you get offended. So by being offended, you're not blessed. You're not empowered to prosper. All right? God cannot move in our lives when we are in certain sin. I know when some people think that they could do certain things and shouldn't expect any consequences behind it. But when it comes to God, God cannot move when we are in sin. 
God is not going to move when we are in sin. The Bible says whatsoever is not of faith is what? Is sin. Any unrighteousness is sin. Okay? We just found out on Thursday night teaching about doing good that to those who know to do good and do it and not, the Bible says what? Is sin. All right? So the reason why there's a lot of sin being manifested in some Christian lives is because they have an unteachable spirit. They are offended. They are offended because they think they know it all. You can't tell me anything. That is a result of an offended spirit. Okay, so God, in his clause of salvation, he has put a government or an order in his clause of our salvation. When you became born again in your salvation experience, God has put a government or an order. So be careful unless a root of bitterness springs up. We dealt with bitterness a couple of weeks ago, and the reason why there's manifest, manifestation of bitterness, because it stems from offense. All of them are connected together. If Satan can't keep you from getting saved, okay, if the devil cannot stop you from getting born again, then he will cause you to have a bitter experience with God through people. If he can't stop you getting saved, once you get saved, then he will, then he will cause you to have a bitter experience with God through people. And there, the, there's, a poss there's a big chance of offense come through people. Because who are you getting offended against? You're not getting offended against yourself. You're getting offended against people. All right? So we have to deal with the spirit of offense. And offended spirit is like having an open wound. It is an open wound. A person who is an offended spirit, they have an open wound. Now, you know, if you have an open wound and natural, if it's not covered, protected, anything that touches it will cause pain. All right? So when people touch the wound of an offended person, they didn't cause the wound. So that offended person think it is them, but in all actuality, is you. I'll say it again. When you have an open wound of offense and people will touch that wound, all right, that offended person think that it is that individual that caused the wound. But it wasn't the person that caused the wound. It was you that caused that, that offended wound. Okay, so most people that have an offended spirit are very super spiritual. It simply amazes me 
that people who walk, who, who are offended, how so spiritual, how, how so much they can know God. Let me tell you something. If you walk in offense, you ain't knowing God. You're not. You, you are deceived. Because offended, offended people, because when you touch that wound of an offense, when you, when, you, when you touch it and whatever, and they get offended, then they become so superly, super spiritual. They can say what, well, this is what the Lord told me and all this. And you ain't hearing from God. We, we got to deal with it. You ain't, you ain't, if you are, if you are offended, if you are bitter, if you are in sin, you're not hearing from the Holy Ghost. You're not hearing from the Spirit. You may, you may be hearing from a Spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Because offended people will always defend their offense. Offended people will always defend their offense. If you're not, if you're not walking in offense and you have a teachable spirit, if someone come and minister and say something to you, you will be ready to believe and receive. But if you're trying to defend your offense, you have an offended spirit. So most people that have an offended spirit are very super spiritual. They believe that it is, they believe that it is God leading them and not realize in all actuality is your flesh or your mind that is leading you. It's not God because God does not operate in things that are contrary to the word. God operates in love. Faith works by love. So if you are an offended person, you get offended. And why are you getting offended? Because someone is touching the wound of your unteachableness. That's why you have a, because you can't be taught nothing. You cannot be instructed of something. So that's why you offended. I'm offended. I take offense. I take offense. If you understand your righteousness, it doesn't matter what someone say with a, a person who say things or speak things only will have an effect on you if you receive them as your own words. It doesn't matter what Minister Holloway says about me. If I don't receive it, it will not affect me. The only time it will affect me if I take what he says and put it in my mouth and start speaking it. But if I'm offended, then I will quickly take what he says through my offense 
and put it in my mouth, now I start speaking. I will start speaking the words of his offense and now made them my offensive words. And now the words will have an effect on me versus if he says whatever he said, it won't have an effect on me. <laughs> oh, glory. Glory. Let, 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 let me give you some practical illustrations. If a white man walk up to you and say, hey, nigger, would you get offended? Yeah, he would get offended. Why is that? It's because right then and there, he's unteachable. So what are you talking about, Pastor? He's unteachable, not towards that person who, who what they said to him, but he's unteachable in hearing the spirit of God. Because if he tapped into the spirit of God, someone say something, God will give you the response to what is said, is being said. So offended people are unteachable to the spirit of God. Because whatever a person says, that's, I, I coined this phrase, that's when you need to go into your spirit. And I listen to the Holy Spirit and how to respond to what is being said. But if you unteachable to the spirit of God, unteachable to the spirit of God, now offense. So now you're going to respond, not out of faith, but you're going to respond out of offense. You remember I told y'all years ago when I preached in Moreland, Kentucky, and I preached that racism message, whatever, and the white gentleman jumped up and said what he said and everything. By me being teachable to the spirit of God, I listened to the spirit. I didn't get offended. I listened to the spirit of God and he gave me the words to say, to respond to that offense. Remember, offense is something that is a trigger to put you in a trap. So for practical understanding, the word nigger is a trigger to put us in a trap. Say, oh man, what kind of, what kind of church are y'all talking about? Niggas? What's, what's going on? No, we, we, we dealing with real life situation. That's, 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 that's the trigger. See, when you, when you have a teachable spirit for the spirit of God, he'll let, that word is a trigger that once it is set or said, it can put you in a trap. It can put you in offense. But if you stay teachable unto the spirit of God, he will teach you how to counterattack that trigger. Uh, 
where you will not get offended. So there's some triggers. That's just for the example of teaching. There's some triggers in your life that the enemy used to trigger every time to get you offended. So somebody said, well, how do I know my triggers? You, got, you have to have a teachable spirit until the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory. Hmm. So most people that have an offended spirit are very super spiritual. Don't, <laughs> excuse me, don't be super spiritual when you're walking in offense. Be humble. God will exalt you when you submit yourself under the, the hand of God, when you humble yourself. Humility Humility, yes, Lord. Humility is the motivator to a teachable spirit. To have a teachable spirit, you have to walk in humility. <laughs> you cannot walk in pride and have a teachable spirit. Ask Lucifer. You think Satan has a teachable spirit? No. He walks in pride. But to have a teachable spirit, you have to be humble. You have to be humble to the point that even you can learn from a child God can speak to. All right? So another root of offense is pride. So we have to get pride out of our life. Because when you walk in office, this office is driving you away from people. People don't like being around an offended spirit. Folks don't like to be around people who are offended. They get offended. You know, you say A, they say B. You say C, they say D. What's good? Why, why, do, why do folks go through? If you ask, why do folks go through stuff? I just said one thing and they said, why do? Because they are offended. They walk in offense. They look, they view offense as a protective mechanism. And they don't realize that. Offense is driving them away from people. Being offended is a direct cause to unfulfilled destiny. Being offended is a direct cause to unfulfilled destiny. You will not be able to get your destiny come to pass when you walk in offense. You will not be able to get that job that way you, you want because you, you walk in, you walk in the job interview offended. 
a person who walks in offense has a byproduct of offense of entitlement. Oh, y'all don't want to work with me today, do you? They feel like I, I, I'm entitled. They are entitled. We live in a generation now of a generation of entitlement that people feel like they are entitled. You're not entitled to nothing. But if you walk in offense, you, that byproduct, you feel like you're entitled. The only entitlement that you need to learn to walk in is righteousness. And righteousness is not an entitlement. It's a right standing. It's a right position. Entitlement means I don't have to be in no type of position. I ain't got to do nothing. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Uh, the kingdom of God definitely doesn't work that way. And I'm going to tell you, there are some aspects of the world doesn't work that way. All right. So being offended is a direct cause to unfulfilled destiny. There is a fragrance to offense. The fragrance of offense, it stinks. An offended person stinks. You don't want to be around a person who, who gets offended, who walks in pride, who thinks they're entitled, who don't have a teachable spirit. You don't want that type of person around you. That's why folks don't want to be around you. And you wonder why, why people don't want to be around me. Because you are offended. You stink. And, then when, and when there's a foul odor, people will be away from it. But you know what was sad about an offended person? They don't realize that they are offended or offending people or walking in offense. They think that they are in the will of God. Mm. Hallelujah. Go to Psalms. Psalm 119, 165 verse. Psalms is a long book. Psalms 119. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Life changing. You don't have a right to be offended, not in the kingdom of God. You don't have a right to be offended because walking in offense is a direct correlation that you ain't walking in love. You ain't walking in love. How do you walk in love? Because you, you walk in offense. Look at, look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13, talking about the love chapter. It says that walking in love, you don't get offended. You know, you don't get offended. All right. So why are you walking in with your offensive self? 
You're walking in offense. Now look at one, look at Psalms 119 says 165. It says, Great peace have they which love the law or love the word. Nothing shall offend them. So if you love the word, why are you getting offended? The reason why you're getting offended because you don't, you don't love the word. Now, you know, you can, you can perpetrate it here. You can fake and everything. You can tell everybody how, how you make yourself like you're spiritual. But the scripture says here, great peace have they. When you love the word, you will have peace. Nothing should be able to offend you. The peace of God is with you. The word, the word peace has an infant meaning. It means uh, peace is, is like the umpire of a baseball game. The word peace in the Greek meaning, it means peace. When you have a love for the word and you walking in peace, whatever ball is thrown your way, the Holy Spirit will let you know whether to run, whether to stop, or whether you save. If you if you offended, <laughs> you you would tell yourself when to run. <laughs> because it says great peace. The, the, the umpire of the Holy Ghost. When you have peace of the Holy because you love the word. And whenever a ball of offense is thrown at you, the Holy Spirit will let you, don't run. You can go to first. You're safe. Or you out. And that only comes with the love of the word. So offended Christians who walk in offense, do not have a love of the word. Because if you got the love of the word, you have the peace of God and nothing's going, oh yes, you will have opportunities to get offended, but you ain't going to fall for the trap. Because you can see that same trigger the enemy's throwing up at you and you're like, oh yeah, I see what you're doing, devil. No, I love the word. So I, I'm going to have peace. Now, this is where the world has distorted what I'm just teaching here now. The world has distorted, and we as believers, we have adopted this. And, and in, it's not how the world is presenting. This is having the love of the word. You will have peace. The world has distorted it. It's calling it passive-aggressive. My last job at the VA, I worked in prosthetics and before I retired. And the people that I worked with, it was one guy there, his name was Michael. <laughs> and <laughs> that wasn't that when your trigger was about. Uh, <laughs> uh, this guy named Michael and 
when things would go on and you know they'd be freaking out and everything, you know, I'll be chill. And he came to me, he said, you know what? I think you got a little passive aggressive thing going on. I said, what are you talking about, brother? He said, I want to see you get upset. Because that let me know that you're real. That's what, that's, that's what passive aggressive is. That is a distortion of this scripture right here. Because the scripture says if you have a love for the word, God will give you peace. And you're listening to the spirit of God that whatever ball of offense come your way, you're not going to get offended. But the world calls that passive aggressive. Hallelujah. God says you have a love for the word. When you have a love for the word, the peace of God. So when, no matter what's thrown at you, I choose not to get offended. Because I know this is a trigger, a trap. And those who don't have, or don't know the word, love the word, they don't understand this concept. So that's why throughout the, the, the work area, everybody is offended. Hallelujah. Now there, offense, <laughs> offense is very high in the black community. We were raised that it was a badge of honor for folks to get offended. When auntie so-and-so comes over or grandma so-and-so or uncle so-and-so, there was a lot of offense. The family that I grew up in, the offense was so, people got offended all the time that I actually, as a child, I witnessed two of my mama's cousins pull out knives on each other and cut each other. That's how offense, offense will escalate to that level of violence. So in the black community, we, we, we think it's a bad department to get offended. Not realizing that the offense that was there, it was brought about because a lot of us never learn how to articulate our feelings. So since we didn't know how to articulate our feelings, we just got offended. And then of offense would escalate. In the black community, that was, that was stemmed from, from slavery. Because in slavery time, they would not allow about up to two or three black people to conjugate together. So they would disperse any more than that, they would disperse. So we, we, we was never taught how to fellowship and how to articulate what we're going. So people in our family who had high levels of offense, 
they were acting out inappropriately. Because we knew when certain relatives came around, like I said, it was like a badge of honor, but when they, they got offended. And so we wouldn't say it, but no, it was inappropriate behavior. That's what it was. Because we was never taught how to articulate. If you learn how, that's why if you have children, when you have children, teach your children how to articulate their feelings. Don't teach your children, just get offended. So when, you know, when, when we grow up with our children, we'll, we'll, we'll say something. We're adults, but uh, what are you talking about? Get on out of here. You don't know what you, they'll come and say, you know, I, I, something going on. Oh, nobody listen. So it was built up. Instead of learning how to articulate, they just got offended. And it became a wound. So you young people teach your children how to articulate their feelings. Give them an opportunity because in our culture, we were not given an opportunity as children to express how we felt. Because it was deemed disrespectful. When I first took over a pastor of this church 10 years ago, the folks that used to be here, and we started having meetings and stuff. And when we have meetings, they did not know how to articulate their, their feelings correctly, what they wanted. So they, 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 they got offended. So I started teaching them, okay, we're going to learn how to articulate, to articulate our feelings. It's okay to express something how you feel or what you don't agree with, but come right behind that with a solution. Because if you're just expressing how you feel with no resolution or no solution to it, then you're just venting. And venting is the communication of an offended spirit. <laughs> See, this is, this, this, this is this straight up download from heaven, straight up. Venting, you know, people that vent, they vent. Because if you have a teachable spirit and if you're faced with something, you can artic articulate what you're going through, but in your articulation, you're going to come with a resolution or a solution to it. If you're just moaning and groaning, I want to say another word, but that was inappropriate. <laughs> you failed me, Danny. <laughs> I see, I have a teachable spirit, see? And the Holy Ghost said, don't say that. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. No, so now where was I? See, you interrupted me. Moaning, yeah, venting. Venting is a is the language of an offended spirit. Offended spirit. Because if you have a teachable spirit, yes, you can articulate your feeling, but you're going to come back with a solution. 
So you young people and become parents, allow your children to articulate, but then follow up asking them, what's the solution to what the problem they have? That will get rid of that offended spirit. And we was never taught that. <laughs> we weren't taught that in our community, some of us, and some of us definitely weren't taught that in the church. Because what was the thing that was taught into, in the black church? The black church was taught from the pulpit. And that's the reason why a lot of the members are sitting out there offended because from the pulpit, they were taught a slave mentality. Now, when I'm talking about slave mentality, I'm talking about some of you, you had jobs, you had cars, you had, you had uh, money. I want to talk about that. Now, that's not slavery. That. They was taught a slave mentality. From our pulpits, we was taught to have a fear of knowledge. So since we was taught to have a fear for knowledge, what the pulpit did, they entertained us with the singing and the hooping and all that kind of stuff. So now we have a slave mentality that we have a fear of learning anything new. That's why we sleep in church. Because we're so used to being entertained instead of being taught. And remember, remember what I told you, offense comes about because of unteachable spirit. So that's why we had a lot of offense in the chat and a lot of fleshy carnality because from the pulpit, they preach or taught us to have a fear of knowledge because when you start teaching the word of God our slave mentality is man this feels like school I had enough of school so since you're not you don't have a teachable spirit then that's when offense comes so in the black church for years we were entertained Are y'all still here or what? And so that's why we had a lot of offended folks in the church and at home because they just got entertainment. Entertainment only lasts for a while. Entertainment would just, entertainment will soothe or ease your office. But once it's over, you're back offended. Only the teaching of the word will get rid of the offense. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Great peace have they which love the word, and nothing shall offend them. God's word hidden in your heart that makes me immune to offense. 
you need to take a word vaccine <laughs> against Corona offense. You need to get a shot of the word because the word will make you immune to offense. The word will battle offense. Offense will be drained of you of the direction of God and the peace of God. Offense will drain you of the direction of God and the peace of God. Satan knows that he can literally detach them both with offense. He can detach you from the direction of God he has for your life and the peace of God. When I lose my peace by getting offended, I have no defense against the enemy. Because peace is my weapon. He will place you in perfect peace if your mind is fixed on him. So if I lose my peace, when I lose my peace by getting offended, I have no defense against the enemy. If you are offended, it's a, it's a direct correlation of emptiness of God's word. If you are offended, it's a direct correlation, correlation of, of emptiness of God's word. Go to James 3 and 2. We're going to continue to look at the progression of this offense. James chapter 3, verse 2. For in many things we offend all. Now, not only you can get offended, but look what the scripture says. You can offend other folks. You see how narcissistic this offense is there? When we look at offense, is is we're offended because it's about me. That's why I'm offended. Because it's about me. And you're not realizing that, hey, me, you, you offending other folks. See, you, need, see, you never thought about that. You never thought you could be offending other people. People are getting offended by your actions. But when you send it on about your, the spirit of offense, you only think of, I'm offended. Well, the question is, who have you offended? Because the scripture says, in many things, we offend all. Just like how you getting offended, you are offending people. What's so awesome about the word of God, when you become born again, the first area or the first step of walking with God, that the word of God will expose you.
as when the word of God exposed you, when you look into the mirror of righteousness, you see a lot of, hey, I didn't know I was that ugly. I don't mean physical ugliness. Your, 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 your attitude. I didn't know my attitude was that. I didn't know. And I wonder why folks don't want to hang around me. Because you, you thank you all that. And you, you, the word is exposing you. The word is exposing you that you ain't all that. Just like how you get offended, you offend folks. And then when someone bring it to your attention that you have offended them, you like, did I do that? Did I offend you? <laughs> he said, for in many things we offend all. And if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. He's saying here that for many things we offend all. The main thing that we offend all in is in our words. So if you can get control of your words, the Bible says you're a perfect person. You can offend other people and you can offend yourself. How do you offend yourself? When you walk in strong offense, when you walk in high offense, this is how that you can tell when you're walking in strong offense or high offense, when you start talking to yourself. She get on my nerves every time I try to do something for her. She just, uh, you know, I do this for her. I do that. What, what's going on with you? You are highly offended. Do we want to get set free or what? You start talking, you, you start talking out loud of your offense. You are highly offended. You're not a little bit offended. You're highly offended. Because what did Jesus say? Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth is going to tell you what's going on with you. So when you start talking to yourself, you are highly offended. Much of our offense or much of your offense is in your mouth. So the word of God says that you can control your mouth you're a perfect person. And we offend people. People offend you with their mouth. Get a revelation. You offend others with your mouth. So just like how you get offended, you're offending, you're offending someone else too. So it's not only you're getting offended, you're offending somebody else's too, somebody else too. And look at the continued pro progression. So much of our offense is in our mouth. Then our offense in our mouth will produce narcissism. Now somebody said, what is, what is that? 
narcissism. <laughs> narcissism is the inability to feel the pain of others. You are so highly offended that it doesn't matter what a person going through. I don't want to be bothered with that. I ain't got time for that. Why don't they get themselves together? That's the language of narcissism. You have the inability to feel someone else's pain. That's not the nature of God. God's nature is compassion. But if you, uh, offense will take you to that point where now you to the point you cannot, you have the inability to feel other people's pain. No matter what a person going through, you hear words like this from narcissistic people. I don't see why they can't get themselves together. I don't see why they don't get a job. I don't see why don't, why don't they work. I don't see why they need to get out of that bed. I don't see why she need to get herself together. She should have been together a long time ago. What, the, what is that? That's a narcissist. That's a highly offended person. Because you cannot, you have the ability to feel the pain of others. You don't know what that person is going through, but you, your, your offense has developed to that high level that now you are so narcissistic that you can't feel other people's pain. You look at other people like, don't they get themselves together? <laughs> and how you got to that part, to that point, because it started out with offense. So now you can't feel other people's pain. So now the compassion of God is not God can't, God can't use you to bring compassion. The scripture says that Jesus was moved with compassion. It doesn't matter how much we walk in the promises of God and manifest. We have given, given the ministry of reconciliation. And when we see someone who's down and out, we should not just prejudge them. We should have compassion. But if you're offended and you get to that level of narcissism, you're going to have the ability to feel some people. You're, you're, th those words will come out of your mouth. I don't want to be bothered with them. I ain't got time for them. Quiet in this Methodist church. Go to Mark 9. Get ready to wrap it up. Now, what is the purpose of the power of God? The power of God is about the exposing of yourself. We will have opportunities to get offended, but we don't have the right to carry offense. And we have to be on guard of what is called 
intentional offense. Mark chapter 9, verse 42. <coughs> Excuse me. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me. Now, this right here is intentionally offending someone. Jesus said it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he was cast in the sea. You see how God takes offense very serious? We, we think offense, oh, I, I, I got a right to get offended. Yeah, yeah I, I live in America, you know? I got rights and stuff. Yeah, you live in America, but you born again, you live in the kingdom of God. You in America, but you shouldn't be of America. You live in the kingdom now. So Jesus says here, if I go back to 42. Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, who, who are the little ones? The little ones are the ones who have, have, have not developed their faith yet. The little ones who are not spiritually st strong. The little ones are the newborns who've been born in Christ, who's just staggering on their legs and can barely walk. Yeah. And Christians who are highly offended, they have a, tense, tense, a tendency to intentionally offend these little ones. Which caused them to say, I don't want this God stuff. Because they intentionally offend them. And why do they intentionally offend them? Because they are working out an offense. Not the, the compassion of God. They work, they work it out of offense. So he says here, look at this. Who said shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me? He said, it's better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he was cast into the sea, 43. And if thy hand, this is how God is serious about offense, getting offended. If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. He said, whatever is in your life, that brings about offense, cut it off. Because offense is serious to God. An offended person will call, intentional offense will cause a newborn to turn away from God. Because you feel like you are a mature Christian and you think you have a right to be offended. So he, God is saying here, anything that offend you, cut it off. For thee to enter to life may, and having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. 44. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. 45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. What it is, whatever in your life that's bringing about off, you get offended. Cut it off for thee to enter halt into life, then having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. 46. Where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. 47. And, and if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter to the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. What is Jesus saying here? The, Whatever causes you to, to get offended, in, 
intentionally, we should not be intentionally offending people. Because we feel like, I'm mature, I'm right. We should not be intentionally offending people. So he's saying here, whatever these things that causes or bring about offense, cut it off. Get rid of it. Get it out of your life. Because God takes offense seriously. It doesn't matter what you think or how you feel. It's the heart of God. That's why Paul says in the New Testament, if my brother don't eat me and I eat me, I will not eat me so that he will not stumble. He will not get offended. Even though I, my righteousness, I, there's no issue with me, but my brother here, he may not be at that level yet. He may look at me as a certain thing. So, so for me not to intentionally offend him, I'm not going to eat meat. Me and my wife learned this year. We, we go to different churches, visit, and some churches didn't, didn't like women with makeup on. All right? And we, you know, our righteous, we on a, God ain't got no problem with makeup or whatever. But they had fun. So when we would go visit or minister, she would not wear her makeup. Why is that? Because she did not want to intentionally offend them. Because our heart's desire is to win them. So, hey, we did what, for an hour or two hours? She could do without makeup for two hours. And then soon we leave the, the facility that ever, get that makeup back on it. Whatever. And that's the attitude that we should have when we go fellowship with other churches. Say if they don't, they don't get into instruments or clap, whatever. Don't, don't, we shouldn't walk with the attitude. Well, hey, that's what, no, y'all don't do that. No problem. We won't do that. I don't want to intentionally offend you. That's the compassion of God. Because they are not where you at. And that's okay. But since I'm not, I don't walk in an offensive spirit. I have the compassion of God. I don't have a high offense where I'm narcissistic. I can't, I have the inability not to feel their pain. I choose not to walk in offense. So what is the key? To stop offense, to stop offense is to be a blessing. I'm here to be a blessing. I got offense is not, I don't walk by offense. I walk by love and faith. So I'm here to be a blessing. So if you, if you don't eat meat, I'm not, even if you go in there and try to tell them, to give them biblical word or what's there's nothing wrong with the meat. What's going on? You're still acting out of offense because you're trying to be super spiritual. You're trying to be so yeah, but the word says, you know, where is it? No, 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 no. Humble yourself and shut your mouth and say, I'm not gonna eat the meat. 
No problem. No problem. But you got those Christians who try to, but this is what the word says and all that. They are offended because now they try to be super spiritual instead of being humble and just move with compassion. Just move with compassion. You don't, y'all don't like women preachers in your pulpit? No problem. My wife can sit right out here. I don't have to give you a 10 point step from the word to show you. No, because I'm reacting out of offense. I'm offended. No problem. She can sit right there. She don't have to say nothing. No, but why? Because we don't want to intentionally offend you. We want to be a blessing. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of this tonight? Or this evening? This morning? Wherever. So we want to get offense out of our lives, right? Because you cannot be offended and be blessed. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.